Welcome to the audio podcast of the Edward Jones Chatting Cage, the show where you can talk face-to-face with your favorite MLB players and personalities. Hey, everyone. Welcome to another edition of the Edward Jones Chatting Cage. I'm Tim McMaster, and stepping into the cage today, former Major League Baseball player and manager, current member of the Houston Astros broadcast team, Art Howe. And Art, thanks so much for taking a few minutes to take some cuts in the cage. Uh, my pleasure. Thanks for having me. All right, fans, you know how this works. You can press the button on your screen to get in line, that green button. You can actually ask your question live of Art Howe, or you can use Twitter. Use the hashtag chatting, hashtag chatting cage to uh, get your questions to us that way, and I will get them to Art Howe. And we are going to start there, Art, with Twitter. And we start with at Pilot55, who wants to know, what was the most challenging aspect of transitioning from the dugout to the press box? Well, uh, it really wasn't all that hard, to be honest with you. It was nice that I had some connections with just about every team that was on the field. But the hard part was not rooting for one team or another. You know, you're supposed to be, you know, unbiased and uh, just pull for, you know, both teams. But uh, in your heart, you know, like here in Houston, I definitely root for the Astros. Yeah, and you certainly have an exciting team there in Houston. And we're going to stay with Twitter Kelly Davis wants to know, what's the most exciting part about watching this young Astros team play night, day in and day out? Oh, just seeing them get better almost daily. Uh, they have so much excitement among their, those young players. Correa, I think we're all going to be watching him for a long, long time to come. Altuve, just an outstanding player. In my book, they have the best combination, shortstop and second base, in the game of baseball today. And they're both very young, and they're going to be together for a long time to come. So the Astros are certainly in good hands there. But Keiko won the uh, Cy Young Award last year. This guy just knows how to pitch. So it's fun to watch them because they hit that long ball. I know the fans love to see home runs, and they have it all the way up and down their lineup. Yeah, and they play in a great ballpark for that as well in Houston. And we saw this team get to the postseason, obviously, a year ago. And they look like they're geared up to make another October run this year. All right, you can get in line. You can get your own questions into Art Howe, just like this fan who joins us now. Tell us what your name is, where you're from, and what your question is for Art Howe. Uh, hey, my name is Will from Dallas. And I was just wondering, uh, what's your favorite ballpark to visit when you're not in Houston? And was it different when you were a player or as a manager? Well, my favorite ballpark I always loved was Wrigley Field. First of all, back when I played, we always played in the daytime, and that's what I always felt baseball should be played. But Wrigley Field was my favorite because it also reminded me of a field that I grew up with, and that was Ford Field with the ivy on the walls. But Wrigley, the fans just seemed to be right on top of you. They were very energetic, but that was always my favorite ballpark. As far as weather, it has to be San Diego. You know, every day was the same, beautiful and uh, it's kind of spoiled you. Yeah, and the Astros don't get to go to Chicago to play at Wrigley as much as they used to, Art, but maybe maybe the World Series this year. Who knows? A lot of people have, have kind of picked both of those teams, so we will see how that plays out. We're going to go back to Twitter now, and Bill Staples Jr. wants to know, why have so many former Astros become managers? And then he adds, perhaps Bill Verdon's influence. It could be. You know, we, I think we learned the fundamentals of the game. He really harped on that, showed us exactly how to play basically small ball and uh, how to win close ball games. We had great pitching staffs here when Bill was here, and we all really became s- students of the game, so to speak. 
Uh, we learned how to play the game the right way, and he definitely was a reflection of that. I mean, he showed us exactly how to get it done, and we're all very thankful to have played for him. Yeah, and a lot of guys have moved on to that managerial career, like we said. This is the Edward Jones Chatting Cage, where you can get some face time with your former players, uh, broadcasters like Art Howe today, and we have a fan joining us right here. Can you just tell us your name, where you're from, and what your question is for Art Howe? Sure, my name is Eric. I am from Houston, but live in Austin now. And uh, Art, you know, first base is a really underappreciated position defensively. I'm wondering what you think of uh, Tyler White's defense and, and how he's playing over there. I think Tyler White has fit in very nicely with this club. First of all, he's probably the biggest surprise on the team offensively, the way he came out of spring training and just been hitting up a storm with the long ball, which people didn't think he had the ability to hit a lot of home runs, already has four, and he's really swinging the bat well. But first base, he's played extremely well. You know, playing third base, as I did when I played and I moved over to first, you know, he's a good infielder, and he's really helped the other guys as far as digging balls out of the dirt. It still takes a little time to react to balls to your right, you know, which ones you should go for and which ones you let the second baseman play. You should get in the habit of checking where he is before the ball is pitched. So, But he's done a great job, and I'm sure the Astros are very pleased with him. Yeah, he really certainly was a surprise, Art. I know a lot of people are expecting to see A.J. Reed at some point at first base, but Tyler White came up first, and he has certainly filled that role and done a tremendous job. It's now time for our EDJ question of the day. And, Art, our EDJ question of the day today is, what was it like playing for your hometown team, and that, of course, the Pittsburgh Pirates? Well, it was a thrill. Uh, it was very nice to be able to play at home, sleep in your own bed, uh, but the problem was when I played there, I don't know if a lot of people knew I was from Pittsburgh, but <laughs> but I really enjoyed it. Uh, it was tough, though, leaving tickets. You know, all your high school buddies, all your <laughs> grade school friends, everybody's coming out of the woodwork asking for tickets. But uh, it was very, very comfortable to play there, and I got to play with a tremendous ball club. So it really made everything just sweet. All right, we're going to have another fan here joining us in just a second, Art, here on the Edward Jones chatting cage where you can press that button to get in line and, and join this conversation. And here's our fan right now. Uh, just ask, tell us what your name is, where you're from, and go ahead with your question for Art. Hey, Art, my name is Mike. I'm from Tulsa. What will it take for the Astros to take a step further in the playoffs this year? Well, I think they just have to continue to play the way they are. They picked up. A couple pitchers over the winter, Giles, and uh, I'm going blank right now, uh, Fister. So they picked up two quality pitchers to add to their staff, and I think that's about all they really needed to add as long as they continue to swing the bats the way they're capable. They're obviously off to a little bit of a slow start, but I thought the, the game they just won the other day on Sunday was a huge win for them because they had three regulars resting and they still beat Detroit to win that ball game and to win their first series. Now they're going to Texas to play their arch rival. Texas was tough on the Astros last year, so I think we'll get a, a quick glimpse of how things are going to go a little bit this year, but I think the Astros measure up very well with them, and in my book, they're the best team in the division. They just have to go out and play the game the way they're capable. Yeah, those two big Texas teams expected to battle it out all season long in the AL West. Art, I know that you have some involvement with the MLB Players Alumni Association. I just wanted to ask you, what exactly is that involvement? What do you enjoy about working with that group? 
Well, you know, they have these tur- golf tournaments that they raise funds for all kind of great charities. And anytime I can help out in any way, I always volunteer to get involved. They have these clinics, baseball clinics, all around the country that these young kids can come for free and learn how to play from ex-baseball players and some you know, some of the greatest players of all time to work with them out on the field. So it's just nice being a part of it. Uh, you know, I'm proud to be an alumni member, and uh, they've done a lot for me, and hopefully I can return the favor. All right, we're going to go back to Twitter now, and Ben Lansing wants to know, what was the funniest clubhouse prank that you ever saw or took part in? And this can be back from your playing days or your managerial days. Well, the Pirates, when I first came up, they had a thing called the three-man lift. And what they did was they always had the trainer, who was a real small guy, Tony Bartirome. He would go around the clubhouse, and everybody was in on the joke. Uh, what they would get was Willie Stargell and maybe Dave Parker. He, and uh, whoever the, the person who was going to be the brunt of the joke would lay in the middle of these two guys. They would lock arms and legs. And, and Tony said he could lift all three of them off the ground. And everybody would start putting bets in and wagering here and there. So whoever, maybe it's usually a rookie, they, they put in the middle. Once they get him locked in with their arms, these two big, big monsters on both sides of him, he can't move a lick. Then everybody just puts shaving cream and everything else they can find in the clubhouse, powder and whatever, all over the guy. So... That was uh, one of the jokes that the, the Pirates used to always pull off on, on unsuspecting rookies. Ah, to be a rookie, the joy. <laughs> uh, we're going to stick with Twitter here, Art, and Dash Garden wants to know, who inspired you the most back when you were a young ball player? Well, Roberto Clemente was my idol. I grew up in Pittsburgh, used to watch their games all the time. The very first game I went to, I was in the left field bleachers, and, and, and Roberto, I think, was a rookie at that time. No one really knew what kind of arm he had. And Richie Ashburn was on third base for the uh, Philadelphia Phillies, who was their leadoff hitter and could really run. Had They had the bases loaded. The Pirates were leading by one run. The hitter hit a, a, a line drive to deep right over Clemente's shoulder. He caught the ball with his back to home plate, spun around, and threw a BB to the plate, and threw out Richie Ashburn to end the game. It was just unbelievable. The place went crazy, and that's when I fell in love with him. A lot of people have been inspired by Roberto Clemente, both for on the field and obviously off the field as well. Sticking with Twitter art, TRS Baseball Academy wants to know, do you think Brazil is the next baseball frontier in Latin America? Jan Gomes, Paulo Orlando, big examples of players who have come from there. I don't see why it couldn't be. You know, they've got a lot of good, fine young players, obviously, as we've seen there. But there are so many great Latin players down there that are, probably haven't been discovered. But, you know, they keep coming over year after year. And now we're going to to uh, Japan and China and getting players from there. So uh, it's really a, great to see the the game is so rounded as far as, international players along with homegrown products so it's just a great sport and for me it's still number one all right we're sticking on twitter one more time and alex detrino wants to know art what's your favorite baseball book oh man i've read so many of them through the years uh i'd have to say i don't really have one favorite but i i 
can't, can't get my fill of reading about baseball, but I like the true stories uh, of past players. And I obviously Roberto Clemente, I wrote his read his book and and enjoyed reading that. Uh, so that was a little more personal for me. But I just love the true stories of, of baseballs in the pa- baseball players from the past. Great stuff, Art. Thanks so much for taking some time in the Edward Jones Chatting Cage. You're welcome. That's going to do it for this edition of the Edward Jones Chatting Cage. Make sure you tune in again next time.